0: Hello. Hello, I'm Savannah. I'm Alicia. And this is Burden of Proof at night. <laughs> <laughs> She's very excited about this. I'm excited. We never record in the evenings. This no. is so fun. It's uh, honestly because it- I'm an old lady. <laughs> no, it's just that it doesn't it's easier for us because A, we need a lot of time because we yeah. talk a lot. And so we just we record in the morning. So however late we go is fine. But yeah. we had a scheduling issue this week, and so we're recording on a, a Wednesday night,
1: and it's, it's. And I'm an old lady. I like to be in bed by nine thirty.
0: <laughs> you laugh. I was in bed by nine thirty last night. I slept so good. I actually haven't been. The kids are off for summer, so Ooh. everybody wants to stay up late,
1: and so. I can't seem to go to bed until everybody else is in bed.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're getting—they're getting, sp- getting old enough to where you're gonna—you're gonna get out of that soon, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should already be out yeah. of it, but inevitably somebody comes in or they're making noise. She has a 15-year-old
0: and two 13-year-olds,
1: 16-year-old. So. Oh my gosh, she old. is
0: 16. Forgot yes. about that.
1: Well, okay. Anyway, nobody cares about my boy boring yeah. lady
0: stories. <laughs> 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 all right so today we'll just get right into it today we were talking about um the story that was really popular in the news probably like a month ago at this point okay um elizabeth holmes or theranos or theranos yes. theranos that's what i titled the google doc i don't know if yeah. you looked at it yet <laughs> i haven't um so yeah all so right. i just wanted to put a little disclaimer before we start I did not watch the series The Dropout on Hulu with Ah, Amanda Seyfried. It's dramatized. I didn't want to watch that before I did my research, but I'll probably watch it now. Okay. So there's also like books on this case. I didn't read a book. Probably should have, but I didn't know that there was a book until like later in my research. I was like, oh, well, is there a Cliff Notes version? (laughs) Normally when there are books on cases, I listen to the audiobook. Yeah, I didn't this time, but that's because there's so much resource, like so many resources readily available. Yeah, because and it's pretty, it's pretty big deal. Yes. So, but I feel like a lot of times with the smaller cases that we like to cover, which is why a lot of you are here is because we cover stuff that's not necessarily popular and that yeah. you might not have heard of before. Those cases, normally there's a one book about it and that's what you get. Yeah. So, so you have to go with that. Mm hmm. And
1: news articles or court docs when you can find them. When you can find them.
0: Oh, the other disclaimer I wanted to say is that for those of you who want to know, Lori Vallow, the case is coming. I'm working on it. We're recording it next week. Ah, uh, yes. It's coming. It's been very highly requested. It's happening. It's happening. It's probably going to be a two-parter. So for those of you who like that, you're going to be in luck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're actually going to get started. Okay. I'm going to start with a quick summary because I'm sure lots of you have seen the headlines in the news. This It would have been in the news like late March. So whenever you're listening yeah. to this, that's when it... Late March of 2023 is when it would have been in the news. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes was the CEO and founder of a massive biotech slash medical technology startup in Silicon Valley that turned out to be a farce. Oh, <gasps> I love that word. Elizabeth Holmes, alongside her longtime partner Sunny Balwani, shamed shammed it's shammed is the word i wrote but i read it shamed shammed their investors in business contracts to the tune of 600 million dollars wow some people are now even saying it's closer to 800 million dollars but that's at the end or sham
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to (laughs) that was really funny that was really good
0: that was really good okay Well, let me read my dramatic line again. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. But that was at the end, and we need to start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. Elizabeth's parents were pushers. From day one, always. They were always pushing Elizabeth into success, telling her that she was special and that she was the one who was going to bring the Holmes name back into the spotlight. Her family comes from an interesting history of wealth and loss, and I do think that this affected her mindset. The Holmes family pretty much comes from good old generational wealth, and um, it dates back to basically somebody started a large yeast company and sold yeast. Hey, we were just talking
1: about that. Yeah. About becoming extremely wealthy on something that people go, this family is loaded. How are they loaded? Oh, styrofoam
0: cups. They sold styrofoam cups. I mean, yeah, you know, somebody has to create single-use plastic. Yeah. Or thumbtacks. True. <laughs> or pet rocks. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. I'm out of things.
1: Anyway. Uh, the latest one that I saw was the the guy that invented uh, Silly Bands.
0: Yeah, I love it's Silly loaded. Bands. loaded and he has
1: an Instagram account
0: and yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Sorry. So some people think that the Holmes family has a ton of money from this yeast company. But a lot of people also say that most of the money from that venture was actually lost by the time that Elizabeth's dad was an adult, Okay, which might be why he pushed her into being so successful. It doesn't really matter, though, the mixed history about their money, because it it doesn't matter how they got it. What matters in the end is their connections. Holmes's mom was a foreign policy and defense aide on Capitol Hill, and her dad worked for government agencies. Her dad also worked as vice president of Enron, which eventually went bankrupt after its own fraud scandal. Yeah. Elizabeth's mom, Noelle, always pushed her towards versions of success. When she heard about some different ways to ensure Elizabeth's acceptance into Stanford, she pushed her into Chinese lessons and summer internships and programs at Stanford. She even forced her to go to a summer immersive program in Beijing. Not to say that Elizabeth didn't have any internal motivation. She definitely did. She'd always been highly competitive and had big science dreams. She designed a time machine when she was seven years old, and by the age of nine, when she was asked what she wanted to be when she grows up, she said, I'm going to be a billionaire. But how much of her success was her parents pushing her towards riches, and how much of it was intrinsic? Yeah. Elizabeth did go to Stanford, where she wasn't a really big college fan. She decided she wanted to start a tech startup, and she figured the industry in Silicon Valley was the way to make money, but she didn't really know what our company would do yet. She started going to Professor Channing Robinson, who was kind of the face of the Stanford Engineering Department. Elizabeth also knew that he was on the board of several Silicon Valley startups that she was watching. She went to his classes, his seminars, and specifically she went to one of his seminars on controlled drug delivery devices. Okay. And somehow she got into his research lab as an assistant just as a freshman. He really liked her. He thought she was driven and poised, and he really believed in her success from like a 19-year, 18-year-old college freshman. But she still needed a product. She ended up going on this big research trip to Singapore where she was doing medical research and medical testing on patients with SARS. So she was testing medical devices or in in medical testing equipment. Right. With patients who had the SARS virus. Okay. In Singapore is where she got her big idea, her inspiration. She said that the test required a lot of blood, the ones that they were running on for SARS. Mm Mm-hmm. And she realized that this was part of a multi-billion dollar medical testing industry. So here's a market. She comes home from Singapore and like the edgy special teenager that she is, she locks herself in her bedroom and didn't come out until she had plans drawn up for a device that she called, quote, real-time cures. Her device would take a drop of blood, test it for all sorts of different things, make a diagnosis, and then administer medicine all on the same device. Diagnosis and treatment in one.
1: And let me guess. It worked just as well as her time machine. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, dream big. But... And dream she did. Except she wasn't dreaming. It was a reality. In the fall of 2003... She told her professor, Channing Robinson, all about this new plan, and he was kind of about it. He kind of was interested. So he really knew that he was investing more in Elizabeth than the device itself because Mm -hmm. she wasn't an engineer. She didn't really have training, but he really liked her and he really thought she would be successful. With his public approval of her ideas, she dropped out of Stanford at 19 and started her business. I mean, she was already skipping out on most of her classes and the work anyway, and she convinced her parents to use what was left of her college funds to work on the business, and off she went. At this point, she had changed the company's name to Theranos, which is a combination of therapy and diagnosis, and soon she filed a patent for the device. After she filed the patent, she looked to her parents for some good connections to the right investors, because... You know, that college money wasn't going to last long. Mm-hmm. And this is expensive to do. And they provide it. So Oracle founder Larry Ellison, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce as Ellison, and Tim Draper were two of the connections that her parents helped her make. Tim Draper is actually the father of a childhood friend of hers. And he was the founder of a prominent like venture capitalist firm in their area. And it was called Draper Fisher Jerviston. Okay hadn't said that word out loud because it looks it looks straightforward It's not it's a mouthful jerviston jerviston and again while all these investors were investing in the device they knew that at this point in the process they were also mostly investing in elizabeth elizabeth sold them on the fact that she would be the one making all the decisions she would be the one keeping the trade secrets and she was the founder her mm-hmm. each investor felt the same thing about her Everybody said that there was a quality about Elizabeth that made them determine that she would be successful. Despite mm-hmm. her overreaching capabilities of the device, the first round of funding after about a year in developing her company resulted in nearly $6 million. She's 19 years old, dealing with $6 million worth of funding. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. And I think it's important to take into account how young she was. As we're dealing with all of this, oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Not every investor felt this way, though. Most of them really liked her. They saw something special in her. But there were a couple medical tech companies and, you know, venture capitalists that asked more questions about the science behind the idea. And remember, she doesn't really have the experience for that. She went to school for engineering for a year and like a year and two months and she dropped out. She met with a woman that she greatly admired who not only denied her funding but brought light to a pretty major problem with the idea. She told her that people weren't going to trust a device to administer medicine and treatment without a doctor. Right. Because we're in we're in a society that's built on trusting our experts. You can't know everything, somebody else has <laughs> to know it.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry? No what? Just given our the past two years I know. of COVID. <laughs> I know. Well, they should but have trusted I, them and they didn't. My immediate thought was, well, some of us are, <laughs> yeah. st- are still
0: yeah.
1: trusting of experts. This is true.
0: So, you know, a lot of people aren't going to listen to a little device that you plug in that takes a drop of blood right. and trust that they're like, oh, yeah, you have SARS or you have this. Let me treat you for this automatically. And Elizabeth actually took her advice, which is rare that you actually see her listen to somebody else ever. So Theranos changed a little bit. They switched it to just focusing on the diagnostic side of things rather than the treatment as well. She had hired a chief scientist at this point, and they decided to create a small blood testing box that could work on a tiny sample and could be used in patient homes in order to test for tons of diseases and give a diagnosis. That a doctor could then discuss and create a treatment plan with a patient.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Elizabeth kept hiring staff and was growing their company whilst the scientific development was slow. They did have a prototype, though. Scientists and engineers are working overtime to try and create this sci fi medical device in this startup company. Mm-hmm. Okay. And try is the right word. They were struggling. I mean, they were working as hard as they could and as fast as they could, but science is slow and it takes time, years, and they were running out of money because it's expensive. Yeah. When Elizabeth needed to do another round of funding, she brought the prototype out to potential investors to show them how it works. Prototype is called the Edison. So if I ever refer to the Edison, Theranos is the name of the company. Right. The Edison is the product. Okay. Okay. She would have the investors give a drop of blood to show the diagnostic screens, tell them about the millions of dollars in deals they had been, you know, going through screening and they were going through legal and all of the profit that Theranos would make off of the Edison and off of this device. This kind of brings me to the level of secrecy that Theranos was operated with because Mm. we don't know a whole lot about what's going on, right? We know there's there's a, a group of scientists. She has a bunch of staff. They have a building. They're working on this device that is a medical testing unit. They have money but like why do they have money what are they going to do with the device is there any plans for it there's plans she says
1: and i have one question yes when did she start dressing like steve jobs
0: literally in this paragraph
1: okay because <laughs> i'm thinking even yeah. though i'm glad that i thought of phrasing it that way because the actual question that came to mind yeah. was, "And when did she start dressing like an evil genius scientist?" Yeah. But then I remembered, no, it's because of Steve Jobs, and he's of Steve not Jobs. an Well, he's not an evil genius, but so no. that's unfair. But she looked more like an evil genius. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs just looked like
0: <laughs> Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. So. Yeah, like she said, she would tell the investors she has millions of dollars in deals that are, quote, going through legal, end quote. And she would tell them all about their numbers and the profit that Theranos was going to make them. If only they gave her more money. She needed more money because one part of the Edison to create this one portion of it cost them hundreds of dollars. And in order for them to make more of it, they need money. Yeah. Also,
1: ma'am, don't blame legal for everything yeah
0: sometimes us legal are just trying it is slow (laughs) it is a slow process (laughs) so slow and again don't blame us blame the court i say with love (laughs) it wasn't just investors who were kind of blind though even when the company was a little bit bigger departments weren't allowed to talk to each other so everything in legal had to stay in legal everything in Development. Had to stay in development. How do you run a company like that? Everything goes through Elizabeth. Yeah. That's not shady. Yeah. She even would take several ex-employees to court over, quote, misused Theranos trade secrets. Everything was in stealth mode, which is a quote from Business Insider. The secrecy is one of many things that Elizabeth stole from Steve Jobs. Because, I don't know, he was developing Apple. And yeah, he wanted people to not know, but I think his departments could talk to each other. I don't know for sure, but.
1: Like, internally, I would think so. You I think? mean, I don't, I don't know that much about, I'm not that interested in corporate espionage. <laughs>
0: well, I'm just kidding. I don't know either. She was so inspired by Steve Jobs, she wore the turtleneck, she dropped her voice to a lower register, and she tried to run Theranos in a similar style as to how she thought he ran Apple. She had his favorite furniture in her office. Bruh.
1: Did did Steve get a restraining order against her?
0: He probably should have gotten a restraining order. Probably. Yeah.
1: Wait. Conspiracy.
0: She is Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going
1: to say, did she kill Steve Jobs?
0: No, he died of cancer. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. Kurt Cobain
1: died of a gunshot Wound. But many people have various Mm -hmm. beliefs on the matter. And she worked in medical tech. So who's to say that she did not cause this? This is all fabricated, friends. (laughs) Don't come after me. I'm joking.
0: Don't talk about this on Twitter. (laughs) That's where people go to die. (laughs) Anyway. At one point later in Theranos' history, but before... The big bads. She wanted her scientists and her employees to work harder and work later. So she started having dinner catered to the office at 8 p.m. So if you (laughs) stayed to work late, you had free food. Which honestly might work for me (laughs) because I don't like dealing with dinner.
1: Have you ever seen the show Crank Yankers? No. Oh, it's... It's like so good, but so bad. Like it probably, yeah. I'm sure it has not aged well. It could if not wear
0: today. Yeah, I, I'm
1: 99.9 <laughs> percent sure. But there is, it's basically like a comedy skit show, but yeah. done with puppets.
0: Oh God, no! Yeah. I would never watch that. The only puppets it, it that we stand. Hilarious. The only puppets that we stand are the Muppets.
1: It was pretty hilarious. Anyway, there was a skit where. It was supposed to be Oprah's network or something. (laughs) And people, they were, it was the call center and they'd answer the phone and then they were like, as it turned out, they were like chained to their desks (laughs) and they would, so how can I help you today? And then the person would talk and they'd be like, help me, help me. (laughs) Yeah. And then they'd be like, wait, what? What? And the customer service person would be like,
0: nothing. Anyway, how can we (laughs) send help to Insert address here.
1: <laughs> Again, I'm joking. I don't believe that Oprah. No, Oprah her.
0: gave all of their employees cars. I know. You got a. But car. that's what made it funny was that Oprah is like the
1: most car. generous billionaire ever, and I don't know if that's true. I don't but, think that's true. But she's she's pretty generous. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. My apologies. No,
0: it's fine. This is it's very technical language today, so sometimes yeah. we might need that.
1: Anyway. Welcome to my ADD brain.
0: Well, well, let's go back to the Edison. Yes. That doesn't work. The device does not work. And it needed to work because she needed more money. Yeah. She couldn't fail. So she pushed her scientists even harder. And all the while, another round of funding was in order. They were going to be broke. I mean, the reality is they were never that close to broke because she was very good with money, from what I can tell. But... You know, businesses are expensive and she knew that they needed money. So this time when she went in to get funding, she got some fricking funding girl because she impressed Don Lucas, who was this massive Silicon Valley investor. He was the kind of guy who like he'll do his research on the company. Sure. But he's really going to go with his gut. And if he thinks it's going to work, he'll probably invest. He really liked Elizabeth Holmes. And also, like, a lot of people were investing because there weren't a ton of women in the tech world and in Silicon Valley. And so a lot of these investors liked that. You know, she was still a feminine woman. She was blonde. She wore the red lipstick. She had these big blue eyes that never blinked ever. And they wanted a woman in in STEM and in the tech world. Not STEM, but in the tech world. Mm -hmm. And so they invested in her because of that. Or they invested in her because, oh, well, her dad worked for that one company, but, like, it's fine. Like, the whole thing. So anyway.
1: Can I share an unpopular opinion? Yeah. I know it's scientific that women blink more than men. I I think that it's weird when they don't.
0: She didn't blink, bro. She got
1: creepy eyes. She does. Yeah. There's something like just unnatural and about they're so big women not blinking mm-hmm. as much as most of us do. Anyway.
0: So, he really loudly endorsed the company, and he was a member on her board, and so with his support, she was able to get another $9 million, and Hmm. it just kept chugging along. Wow. The engineers and scientists were forced to work overtime themselves because the device still didn't work, and she knew she wouldn't be able to get investors to continue investing without pharmaceutical contracts, which they can't do without having a working device. Yeah. She continued to make a ton of massive promises and claims. She told everybody that she had these six contracts with five major pharmaceutical companies and her CFO, Henry Mosley, did all the projections. The company could do between 120 or 300 million dollars over the next 18 months, according to the contracts, you, you know, the lines of the contract that she gave him. So he did the numbers, and then he reached into his big old contact book full of investors and told them the numbers for such a small startup. Basically, they were going to be able to grow their capital. And I mean grow their capital because Theranos was suddenly flush with cash. By the end of 2006, they had brought in another $32 million. <laughs> we're just playing. We're
1: blinking. We're a blinking lot. too much because
0: <laughs> I want you to do the math. That's in three years. Yeah, she went from just using like a, hun- I think the number was like a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars of her college money. Yeah, to getting thirty-two million dollars of of capital funding, and by the between the contracts and the new investments and their regular cash, the company had a valuation of over one hundred and sixty million dollars in three years. That's crazy. It's cuckoo bananas crazy. Yeah. And I mean, why shouldn't they be worth that much money? They had six contracts in the legal department under review and another 15 or so deals in discussion. I mean, though, like, I guess if you had to wonder why it might not be worth that, Henry Mosley, the CFO who did all that math, he had never actually seen the contracts. Elizabeth always just told him that they were tied up in the legal department. But, I mean, he'd, like, seen the Edison. He'd seen it work with other investors, right? Except that, of course, it hadn't. One day, one of the very frustrated scientists finally broke down in a complete breakdown, like a complete mental break from being overworked and being frustrated with how Mm -hmm. the device was being portrayed and told him that the Edison was not ready. He told him that while they did have the prototype, it only worked, like, half the time. And even then, it was not really super reliable. It would always work with the investors, though, because they played pre-recorded results on the screen and programmed it to bypass any of the failed testing markers. Also, in case you hadn't guessed it by now, no contracts. She talked with plenty of the pharmaceutical companies for sure, but no one had actually agreed to pay her anything.
1: Now I'm not blinking. What? Is this bitch for real? What? What?
0: Yeah. So Henry Mosley decided he was going to go and confront Elizabeth about her lying to the investors, and in response, she fired him. Of course. She didn't hire a new CFO. She handled it from there. Of course. Of course. Some of her board members, though, didn't really feel that she was handling it, though. Eventually, there was a couple different things that led to this point that I'm not going to talk about right now because it's just too much. But eventually, they would come together at the board and discuss the idea of maybe replacing Elizabeth as the CEO with somebody with a little bit more experience because, you know, she's only like in her 20s, like really young 20s. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm in my early 20s. I would never, ever, ever feel comfortable managing a business worth this much money. Yeah. You know, and they weren't seeing any of their promises fulfilled. And like a lot of her board members were her personal friends outside of the office, but she wasn't really making them any money. So they struggled with separating the friendship and the business side of things. Oh, that's messy. It gets even messier because Elizabeth overheard this conversation. She stood in front of her board members and declared that she would make the changes and that she was the lifeblood of Theranos, and she convinced them to give her another chance. And the first thing she did with her second chance was fire any of the employees who had gone to the board with their concerns about the way that Theranos was being run. She couldn't have any whistleblowers or anyone else trying to destroy her hard work, could she?
1: And what did the board
0: do? I don't think they put two and two together, really. How do you not put... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So 2009 came, and she was burning through money and trying to make some more. Because, again, they're not making any money. They're just spending it. This brings us to the point of meeting the next major player in the Theranos game. Ramesh, Sunny, he goes by Sunny, Balwani, and Elizabeth met when Elizabeth was on that Singapore trip that inspired everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Sonny was looking for a new project to invest in, not to mention that he and Elizabeth were actually secretly dating. Before they knew it, he was working his way up through Theranos and eventually became a C-level employee and her right-hand man. Specifically, he was bad cop. Not that Elizabeth was necessarily good cop, but she wasn't really playing this game. He just chose to be bad cop. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Sonny was harsh mean and kind of a bully. When Elizabeth needed people dealt with, he dealt with it. Scientists were generally upset and concerned about how Elizabeth was presenting their work to her investors. They knew that the Edison didn't work, but Sonny handled that. Oh, and did I mention that Sonny is nearly 20 years older than her? Ew. Yeah. Over the next few years, Theranos hit a $1 billion valuation, Elizabeth is on the cover of Forbes and about a million other magazines. With Sunny handling things back at the old office, Elizabeth is able to talk with new investors. She decided to tell them all about her new adventure, retail. In January 2010, she pitched to Walgreens to put the Edison device in their stores, meaning that people would have easy access to blood testing on site. And Walgreens was interested. The recession had hit them hard, and let's face it, Walgreens isn't exactly a new and fresh company. Elizabeth being a female CEO and, you know, all of that jazz in the tech world would really bring them up to speed. So they eventually met Elizabeth's high demands. She demanded $35 million to be invested into Theranos, and they had to prepay $50 million for all of the actual work and devices. Can you imagine the nerves when you're sitting there in front of the CEO of Walgreens? <laughs> And saying, yeah, I want $25 million to be invested and $50 million for prepay for the actual devices when your device isn't even close to being working. The audacity. Can you imagine? Like, how hot, how fast must your heart be baiting? I don't think that it is, though. Sounds like she... I don't know. That's right up there. I don't know, man. Right up there with evil villain narcissism. A lot of people say that, that she's narcissistic.
1: I don't see how she could have pulled all this off if she wasn't, to be honest.
0: I don't know. I go back and forth with if narcissism is the diagnosis or if she just kept failing upwards. And then, you know, with lying, you just have to keep lying. Oh. And then maybe she just kept thinking, it'll work out, it'll work out, it'll work out. And then it didn't. I don't know. She was really young. I don't know. I don't think that's how I would handle it. But it depends I on the. I feel like
1: she would have crashed and burned sooner. I think so, too. If she was just lying to cover up mistakes.
0: I mean, I don't think she's perfectly healthy, but I I don't know if I think that it's as harsh as some people say.
1: And the whole, the way she ran her business Mm -hmm. was sketchy. I mean, that's not, that's not a mistake. That's a very intentional.
0: It's really interesting to think about.
1: Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm leaning towards team evil genius.
0: I will say one last tangent, and then I'll get back on track. But I did learn something about myself researching this case, and I I think I've noticed it along. You're an able genius. I am an able genius. (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed it along the way as we've been doing more podcast cases and stuff like that, and it's kind of surprising. And you're not going to believe. Well, you might believe me, but it's kind of hard (laughs) to believe for those of you who actually know me IRL. And that is that I fundamentally believe people are good. I really struggle with. You didn't think that you did. I didn't think that I did. I I've told.
1: I thought I've told you that because we're both INFJs and INFJs. We have a weird combination. Yeah. Of like, like we'll say we hate people, but we don't actually hate people. We hate the ugly part of humanity. Yeah. Um. We hate injustice.
0: Hmm. Hence the true crime podcast. Yeah.
1: But like deep down in there. No, you you want to believe that people are good, and especially if you haven't had certain types of trauma. I think you, any INFJ would lean more towards like, no, I I like you know I want to believe yeah the best people. But in general, I think that's why both of us can look at like even serial killers and go, I mean it's not right, but I understand how he ended up there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I've noticed that about myself in other cases too, where I feel like. I- And I know some people can feel like this when they're listening is that I might be too empathetic. And I'm like, yeah, but I get why they got there. Yeah. You know, and I'm really I really feel like that about this case a lot where I'm like, (laughs) I can see how we got here. I'm sorry. like, Yeah.
1: No, no. Here's how I think of it, because you can't win. There's going to be people that are mad when you're too empathetic. And then there's going to be people that are mad when you're.
0: Yeah. When I say you're a master.
1: Well, when I say that you can't reason with a year and a half old child. <laughs> I won't go there. I'm not bitter over bad review. What are you talking about? It's fine.
0: Totally okay. It's really okay. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah, so I thought about that a lot towards the end of my research with this case of like I need to stop automatically thinking that it's because she was just in over her head. Yeah. And I need to like allow for responsibility to be placed on her for what happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's not accepting responsibility, but, like, she needed to. And so I need to allow myself to place responsibility right. on her and not just assume that it was, like, I hope that I'm making sense. But
1: it's maybe part of that because you're close in age to the age she was at the oh, time. absolutely. So you can't – it's probably a lot harder for you to, like, wrap your mind around doing something at being I the same age. I could imagine doing
0: it with yeah. evil intentions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just because I don't have evil intentions. Other yeah. people who do might could understand that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, or, those or they us, can't
0: understand it. <laughs>
1: or those of us that have known a lot of narcissists, it doesn't matter yeah. how old they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. So,
0: and I think that the narcissism comment about her does kind of fit because of the, well, the assumption that if she just kept lying, it would work. And she would just figure it out because she'll always figure it out.
1: Well, and the thing is, is that that's the thing about narcissists. They don't just lie to other people. They lie to themselves. Like, they believe their lies. Mm -hmm. So in a way, like, uh, here we go with the empathy thing again. But in a way, like, I don't really feel empathetic. I feel sympathetic for people who are narcissists because I'm like, wow, you're really
0: delusional.
1: Oh, and Elizabeth Holmes
0: <laughs> was Delulu. Like my girl was losing yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. So,
1: anyway, the point is, is that I don't think it has to be either or. Yeah. I think that's just it. Is that it's both. Fascinating A little bit of both. discussion.
0: Yeah. There's the
1: there's the psychology today. Yeah. My armchair.
0: Yeah. Somehow though, Walgreens agreed. They Yeah, that's cuckoo. Yeah, they signed the contract. And now Elizabeth has an actual contract. And that was that she was supposed to have the Edison in Walgreens stores halfway through 2011. The year and a half away. That's when Steve Jobs died. <gasps> You're right. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I knew there was. So, I, I'm not. Again.
0: <laughs> Rest all, in peace, Steve.
1: All in funny. Not,
0: not all in fun. Steve Jobs is dead. She actually used this, pro- this contract as leverage to produce more funding from her, you know, investors, all the while knowing, again, I don't know how many times I can say this. She doesn't have a freaking product. She doesn't have a device. She just kept trying to force. Well,
1: she has one. It just doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> yeah.
0: She just kept trying to force the scientists into having it ready. And when they didn't have it ready. She stalled with Walgreens, telling them that the Edison and their scientists were being held up with some military contracts. And, like, (laughs) who are you to fight against the military contracts? Walgreens. But, yeah. A year after that, though, and Walgreens still didn't have the devices in their stores, they really didn't care about the military anymore. They were demanding that she keep up her end of the bargain. So she figured out a loophole. She said that due to supply chain issues, they couldn't get all the devices into the store, but they could start taking samples at Walgreens and sending them back to the labs at Theranos, and that they would just test them there and deliver the results.
1: So basically do exactly what is already available through other companies?
0: Yes, but for a much smaller sample size. So they're just basically pricking your finger. They're not taking like a vial of blood. Okay. So. She figured that they would figure out an answer when they got him back to the Theranos lab. And her answer was ordering a bunch of regular blood testing kits. And then watering down the samples and testing those. No, I mean, it wasn't accurate, but she wasn't really getting caught either. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, in case we haven't discussed it before, um, I have a background in several different areas.
0: Yeah, she's done every job. What? Every job. She's like... Uh, I'm like i
1: I'm a real renaissance woman.
0: <laughs> she's a jack of... A Jill of all trades. A Jill
1: of all trades. Um, but master of none.
0: That's okay. She's master of all. Don't let her lie to you. Um, she is a doctor when I need her to be I a doctor. Am not, <laughs> I am not a doctor, nor when a I lawyer. When I text you at 3 a.m., you are a doctor. <laughs> You're not a lawyer, though. That's very important I'm not, to our brand. Yes. We're not lawyers. <laughs> We're
1: not lawyers. I am not a doctor, But I was medical assistant. I have drawn blood and done things lab wise, and I I I can't even form the words at the thought of somebody thinking they can water it down and then. Well, she's not a
0: doctor either. Or is is why?
1: Why are you running this company? Why are people
0: giving you billions of dollars? Because she's the lifeblood of Theranos, (laughs) (laughs) Like she's the founder trust her give her another chance look into her eyes (laughs) it's like the snake from tarzan (laughs) no (laughs) oh lord yeah like i said well before we got on our tangent she knew it wasn't accurate but like nobody was really looking like she didn't think she was gonna get caught Except, like, she totally was because she was going to provide false information to doctors and patients, but, like, whatever. (laughs) You have stage five
1: cancer. (laughs) That's that's who diagnosed, uh, what's her name, Amy Carlson?
0: Yes, Amy Amy Carlson Carlson from The the Love is... So if you listen to our episode on Love Has Won, please go listen to it. You'll understand what we mean. I'm not going to explain it. You have to go listen to it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. She was the cult leader. She said that she had stage no, five cancer. No, they have to go. <laughs> but like she never, she didn't believe in Western doctors. So who told her she had stage five cancer? This
1: was a moment. We finally had a moment where we get to talk about like another episode. Yeah. am sorry. I
0: feel we, bad. Well, no, don't feel bad. Okay, go download the episode <laughs> so that we get the number. Anyway. It was still funny
1: even if they didn't know. Yeah. Stage five cancer.
0: As long as they know that there isn't a stage five cancer. There's not a stage five. There's only four stages of cancer. Anyway, so one of her members of the board, George Schultz, had a son who adored Elizabeth. You know, I get mixed reports on if it was his son or his grandson, but he had a kid, a child, who was an adult, an adult child, uh, who loved Elizabeth. He was obsessed with her. He thought she was amazing. Yeah. it's the eyes, bro. And his name is Tyler, and he was a research Stanford grad alongside a girl named Erica Cheng. Um, and that's Cheng with an E. Sorry if okay. I'm mispronouncing that. And luckily, they got jobs in the Theranos lab to work with somebody that they really admired, this female CEO of this, you know, medical startup. It's awesome. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. Never. Because when they were asked to start running all these faulty tests on the the standard blood testing machines and claim that they were, you know, from the Edison machine, and they were also asked to run tests on the Edison machine and look at the faulty results, they knew that neither of the results were reliable. But they were also told to fudge the results before sending them out to real people. They were either told that or they sent it off to somebody, like, they would see the results, the results would say failed, 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 or like, you know, inconclusive. They would send it off to somebody above them and they would come back and they would say accurate or whatever. Like, I'm not, that's not exactly what they said, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they were really uncomfortable with everything that was going on, but no one really listened to their complaints. So Tyler, in an effort to like fix the problem, he went to Elizabeth directly. He just assumed that like she would want to know that her labs were not really accurate, but she completely dismissed him. She just said, You know, you're young, you don't understand the science, like you just don't get it, but this is how things are done here. He did know. He did know, Elizabeth, because unlike you, he went to college. (laughs) That's what I was trying. Yeah. Like trying really hard not to interrupt. Yeah. So he, uh, he decided to email Elizabeth his concerns again so that it's in writing. Good. Good on him. What he got back was a condescending and threatening email from Sonny, who basically said that if his grandfather or father didn't work on the board, he would have been fired. Like, if anybody else had said this, they would have been packing their box. Okay, Sonny. He and Erica both ended up quitting because of their concerns and, you know, kind of hoping that it would save their career in the long run if they left now. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to talk to his grandfather about it, but he didn't believe him. He was like, no, nope, I'm, you I'm sorry. She's probably right. You don't know what you're talking about. You're a young kid. Stupid. She's
1: not much older at this no. point,
0: is she? She's like, inter- I mean, she's older than he is. Yeah, but, but yeah. He was so bothered by the ethics of everything that he was either approached or went to Wall Street Journal author John Kerry room. Tyler, alongside Erica, who was a little bit quieter because of her family's background, Tyler was, like, more in the spotlight because his family was an investor. Yeah. They were both whistleblowers. Now, there were already people who were skeptical of Theranos at this point, including the FDA. But then, after speaking with Tyler and Erica, John Carreyrou published a tell-all article about Theranos in 2015, exposing all of the lies that had been told. Very soon after this, some reports even say the day, like the night that this came out, I couldn't, you know, tell for sure. Elizabeth went on Mad Money, which is a TV show, Mm -hmm. and she said, quote, this is what happens when you work to change things. At first, they think you're crazy, and then they fight you, and then all of a sudden, you change the world. Yeah, I think it's safe to say she's a little bit narcissistic. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you worry, though, because by 2016, everyone and their mother was looking into Theranos. And in 2016, in July of 2016, Holmes was banned from the lab testing industry for two years. By October, Theranos had shut down its lab operations and wellness centers altogether. Throughout this time, Theranos' attorneys were harassing Tyler and Erica. They had reported everything anonymously, but she pretty much knew who it was, and they went directly after them. Which, like, Erica moved to get away from the whole mess, and they found her secret address. And Tyler slept with a knife under his pillow. They were were being followed by PIs.
1: Oh, my God. So a while back, you said that somebody made it to a C-level employee. Yes. And I almost asked, but I've already interrupted so much (laughs) that I didn't. But I almost said, are we sure this isn't part of Scientology? And now... That is exactly what Scientologists do. C
0: level employees just means like he was the CEO. C- C- of, of the letter cr- C. Yeah, C. Letter I know. C. It was a joke. Oh, okay. I don't know enough about Scientology.
1: Oh, because Scientology, because it's <laughs> Oh, taken- like S E A. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Haha. That'd Ha-ha. be funny. I know. It wasn't a great joke. But-
0: no, it was a funny joke. I just didn't get it. <laughs> it <just laughs> doesn't It was funny if you got it. I just didn't. Like if Nicholas was here, he would have gotten it because he's yeah. like all into Scientology.
1: Don't be into
0: Scientology. No, like, he doesn't agree <laughs> with Scientology. He's just fascinated by it because it's a cult. I've just outed
1: myself as a suppressive person. They're coming after me.
0: Um, they're being harassed and followed by PIs, and they were served paperwork at their homes from the attorneys, saying that they should sign this affidavit, saying that they were the ones who talked to John Kerry Rue, and just kind of intimidating them overall. Again, they didn't even know for sure who it was. I mean. It was them, but like still.
1: (laughs) But they didn't know.
0: But they didn't know. Like, what if it wasn't? And they're just being mean. They do because
1: Scientologists know. Scientology. Because they're not humans. They're thetans.
0: (laughs) Tyler ended up spending $400,000 on legal help before this entire thing was over. Dang. Yeah. Erica had gone another avenue. She realized that other than just being a source for journalists, she could kind of protect herself in other ways. She reported the company to the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, who was in charge of investigating laboratory practices. Smart girl, because this makes her a government whistleblower and protects her legally. That was smart. All the while, Elizabeth is trying to court Rupert Murdoch, who is a massive media and news guy and basically befriended him He owns like a like Washington Post and a bunch of other stuff.
1: Yet another area of our country that is actually
0: (laughs) owned by You think you have choices. But actually I said he owns the Washington Post, but I feel like I was wrong. Hold on. He owns Fox. Yeah. Well, he could own He owns the Daily Telegraph, The Herald Sun, The Australian, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, The Times, Fox News. He owns a company called News Corp. News yes. Corporation, and that's yes. when he owns a bunch of stuff. Anyway, she basically was trying to befriend him so that he would kill the story. And while he did accept her friendship and like kind of liked her, he did not kill the story. His journalistic integrity, <laughs> which I laugh out because of some of the things he owns. <laughs> anyway, well, he chooses
1: to use journalistic integrity in some of those
0: things. Yeah, with himself, he does. I don't know if that's why he said no or if he just saw the future and knew that, like, there was no denying it. Who knows? Probably. In another attempt, she created, she tried to create a fall guy in Sunny Belwani, firing him and breaking up with him. Her plan was just, like, take it all down. Blame him. He did it.
1: And you didn't want to believe she's narcissistic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, get to why I don't want to believe that. Hold on. Okay. Basically, with no labs and an indictment coming soon because of the federal investigation, the 800 million dollar company was kind of just like over. <laughs> like, yeah. She stepped down from the company. She announced her step down like a few hours or a few maybe a day maybe before her federal indictment came down, so mm-hmm. yeah, she announced, a, you know, she still stayed on the board, but she <laughs> announced that she was stepping down as CEO and then, you know, the kind of everything kind of just crumbled. <laughs> Obviously. All right. Take a deep breath. Get some water because we're jumping into this legal battle. And it's a battle, so. Legal
1: battle. I feel like we should get, like, a sound clip. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking of the intro to Law & Order. (laughs) Dun-dun!
1: I was thinking more like a boxing match. (laughs) Or (laughs) a gavel.
0: (laughs) I don't know. So, the lawsuits are about to come running in. Yeah. And okay, first, before I start, does everything make sense? Did I explain? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm good. Okay, cool. Hopefully, listeners are. If you're not, not, I'm ask so sorry. Questions. Yeah. Engage with us on yeah. social media.
0: The whole legal battle with this case is long and hard and interwoven. So, please bear with me. I'm going to summarize it first so that you kind of know the big picture, and then I'm going to break it down further Okay. into each individual ones and then their sentences. Okay, cool. Basically, before the investigations, Walgreens eventually sues Theranos for breach of contract. Yes. They settle in 2017. Then the investigation happens, and in 2018, the criminal charges are brought from the government. This is the case that they actually just started serving their prison time for. This just ended in January of 22. They started serving their sentences in March. Okay. Okay. There's several other lawsuits, but I'm going to touch on one of the main ones, and then I'm going to say at the very end there's one lawsuit that's happening currently that I don't know enough about to talk about. So bear with me. Okay. I'm sure there's other ones, too, because there are a million investors, but I'm just talking about the ones that I had enough information to talk about. Yeah. Or I could find documents for because these documents are hard to come by and it's very difficult to discern what's happening in what order. So just bear with me. I'm doing my best. (laughs) In December of 2022, a company called Theranos ABC was created by the creditors of Theranos in order to serve a civil lawsuit. Okay. Okay. So we have Walgreens, federal crimes, Theranos ABC, December. Mm hmm. Okay, and a fourth that I'm not talking about. The Walgreens 2016 lawsuit was settled for $140 million. Well, that's what they sought to recover. I'm not sure what they settled for in 2017. Okay. Something like that. 2018, the SEC charges Holmes and Balwani with, quote, massive fraud involving more than $700 million from investors Through a, quote, elaborate, years-long fraud in which they exaggerated or made false statements about the company's technology, business, and financial performance. End quote. Right. Basically, the SEC says that Elizabeth and Sonny knew that Theranos' Edison could only perform 12 of the 200 tests that they published in its patent menu. When they put the patent in and they keep the patent up to date, they said it could perform 200 tests only performed 12, and those 12 were not always accurate. Theranos and Holmes kind of agreed to resolve the claims against them by, you know, providing them with funds. Elizabeth gives up her control of the company and much of her stake in it, and then Balwani at this point continues to fight the charges with his attorney saying that he, quote, accurately represented Theranos to investors to the best of his ability. Okay. I mean, makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Did she really? I don't know. We well, like, don't know how, how much did he really know. We will never know.
0: Yeah. On June fifteenth, twenty eighteen, following the investigation from the government, um, which actually lasted like two years, they really dig- dug deep. A federal grand jury indicted Elizabeth and you know Sonny Bawani ugh, on nine counts of wire fraud and two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. They both pled not guilty, and the prosecutors claim, and I liked this quote, prosecutors allege that Holmes and Balwani engaged in two criminal schemes, one to defraud investors, the other to defraud doctors and patients. Yeah. Yeah. And after this indictment was issued, this is when Elizabeth stepped down from CEO. They were originally charged together, but Elizabeth's attorney requested that the cases be separated because, according to Elizabeth, Sunny had abused her both emotionally and sexually for the entirety of their relationship. The judge did separate the two cases. So I don't know what evidence was presented in order to do that, but he did allow it. So they were separated. They were tried separately. Well,
1: I'm not not—I'm not an attorney. Yeah. But to me, I don't see the harm in doing it separately. So. Yeah, there, there's none. I mean, were they just doing it together to, like
0: they were doing it to together it i'm sure for like for easier on the government less government funding yeah. less, you know what i'm saying yeah but they they did separate it the trial was delayed through 2020 because of covid and because elizabeth was pregnant let's talk a little bit about that first what? of all first of all i want to talk about the fact that during covid her attorneys tried to declare that they needed to break the Lockdown rules because they needed to meet in person. And the judge was like, absolutely not. That is ridiculous. You absolutely do not need to meet in person. And the arrogance of you to even ask, like, no. To meet who in person? To meet like their team, their defense team. They don't need to meet in person. The judge was actually very upset by it and he denied it. Oh, she denied it. Pretty sure her judge was a woman. I don't know which judge denied it because, you know, a lot of times things get passed back and forth. But Okay. The the other thing is let's talk about Elizabeth's life, like, now. Elizabeth had met a man and was living her best life in a $5,000 a month rental apartment and was expecting her first child. Oh, so
1: this is not Sonny's baby. No, they
0: they broke up. Remember, she broke up and fired him in order to, like, blame him for things. Yeah. So... She married a hotel heir, Billy Evans. Trying to figure out which hotels he's the heir to. Oh, it's like a bunch of luxury hotels in San Diego. He went to MIT. He works in tech. Anyway, they met. They got married in like a private ceremony. And she eventually has had two children with him. And she was pregnant with both of her kids during their trial. So things got delayed because she was entering her late stages of pregnancy
1: was she pregnant with twins?
0: No, no, she, it, she had two. So one at the beginning of 2020 and then one later.
1: Oh, okay. Because you <laughs> said she was pregnant with both. Of, okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I got confused. Okay. Just checking.
0: Yes. So um, things would get delayed because she would, you know, be in her late stages of her pregnancy and then need gotcha. to stay home for maternal leave and they would allow it because, again, she's not like a dangerous criminal. She's just mean. <laughs> like So, you know, things get delayed. They just...
1: Steals millions of dollars from rich people and corporations, but you know how rich
0: people are, and I'm gonna say this; it's gonna be controversial. But people with lots of money, or people who handle lots of money on a daily basis, will tell you that like when you start dealing with so much money on a regular, regular day to day basis, the big money is just small money with more zeros. You just take half the zeros off, and it's fifteen times fifteen, not fifteen times fifteen million. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So for a lot of these people in this world mm-hmm. she just made some mistakes it wasn't it has nothing to do with the amount of money you know like she just made some she just made some boo-boos to us it's like oh my gosh millions and billions of dollars but to like really rich people
1: anyway <laughs> i this mean I where we should take that still shot of my face
0: yeah post it yeah so anyway she's in her rental apartment you know living it up Living her best life. I mean, I'm sure she was very stressed, but. Having babies. She was tried in the U.S. District Court for Northern District of California with U.S. District Judge Edward Davila. Davila. D-A-V-I-L-L-A. Just One L. I didn't want to watch any media I coverage of the case, so yeah, I just did I everything. I Spanish
1: name. So I don't think you really pronounce the yes, L. Yes, he
0: is Hispanic. Yeah. Hold on. I can look up his Wikipedia page from this link. I'm going to say Edward Devia was providing. Presiding. Um Providing. He was also providing. <laughs> he was providing. Lots of comedy. I don't know. Um, Elizabeth retained defense lawyers from Williams and Connolly, which is a big law firm that specializes in white collar crime. And yeah, the trial began on August tw- 31st in 2021. And basically, she testified for seven days in self-defense, and she was like, "I was being misled by my staff about the technology, and Sunny Balwani uh, abused me, and like he went through his own trial for all of their stuff." And the problem with that, and, and the reason I don't really want to touch on it, and somebody, I think it was female killers, female, yeah, female killers, female, yeah, female killers. The <laughs> it's a podcast, uh, podcast. I'll list oh, it below. okay, yeah. She talked about it, and she said. I don't want to talk about the allegations of abuse because the trial wasn't about did Sunny Balwani abuse yeah. her. The trial was about Theranos, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. I don't know what happened. I want to believe victims. I really do. Basically, the case outlined her, you know, role in faking the demonstrations with the device and talking about the fake contracts and validating reports that were fake and misleading claims and overstating the financials she was in january 2020 or january 3rd of 2022 she was found guilty on four counts of defrauding investors three counts of wire fraud and one conspiracy to to commit wire fraud she was found not guilty on four counts of defrauding patients three counts of wire fraud and one conspiracy to commit wire fraud so there were like a ton of charges. Some yeah. of them she got, some of them she didn't get. Basically, part of those, like, some of the charges, the judge also um, ruled a mistrial for some of the charges, but not all of them. Okay. Yeah. Because the jury returned back with those with, like, no verdict, is what they said. Yeah. So he had to declare a mistrial. So, basically, she waited on sentencing at Liberty, on a $500,000 bond or you know, bail bond that was mm-hmm. actually secured with property. It wasn't secured with cash. Interesting. She, at this point, was facing a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison and a fine of $250,000 plus restitution for each count of wire fraud at each conspiracy count. Which isn't that much in comparison. Yeah. In November of 2022, November 18th, He sentenced her to 11 and a quarter years, which is 135 months in prison, and ordered her to surrender by April 27, 2023. The sentence included a fine of $400 or $100 for each count of fraud and a three-year supervised release after her prison term. She was allowed to get a 15% reduction in prison time if she had good behavior And that would put her at a sentence of nine and a half years with no possibility of parole. She had to serve at least nine and a half years. Okay. He recommended that she be uh, incarcerated at Federal Prison Camp Bryan in Texas, which is a minimum security prison that actually has a very limited or no perimeter fencing. So it's pretty chill. People don't escape because if they escape, they go someplace worse. And this place is pretty good. So... She made some unsuccessful appeals, and eventually um, the judge ruled that she had to surrender by May 30th, accepting that she needed time to, like, put her kids somewhere. Yeah. You know, she had two kids. She was ordered to pay $452 million to the victims of the fraud. ka <laughs> Oh, and,
1: and this just... amount, that
0: $452 million, her and Sunny Balwani were equally responsible for that full amount. So she basically owed half of that.
1: Okay, but I'm guessing she doesn't have it at this point.
0: Uh, You'll not say. She was she surrendered on May 30th, and she is currently serving her time at federal prison camp in Bryan, Texas. Okay. Now, Ramesh Sunny Balwani was sentenced on Wednesday, December 7, 2022, to 155 months, which is 12 years and 11 months, in federal prison, and. Basically, he was tried separately. He was not convicted on all of all counts, but he was convicted to a lot. He okay, so he was not convicted of everything, but convicted to a lot. Similar, you know, counts to her, Mm -hmm. obviously, but they were tried separately because of the abuse of allegations. And her judge, her attorney was like, she can't sit next to him every day. It's just not happening. So. He sentenced him to the 115-155 month prison sentence and three years of supervision upon, upon release from prison. It was the same judge who tried them both. Okay. His restitution amount is to be scheduled in the future. He surrendered on March 15th, 2023 to begin serving his prison sentence. So, my last little disclaimer, and let's talk a little bit about this is you're probably wondering what wire fraud? <laughs> what does that mean? What did they yeah. do? Like, what were they actually trying them for? And the answer is it's complicated. So, I mean, it's it's not easy to find the court documents for this case. And I don't know exactly what wire fraud they were specifically talking about. I would
1: imagine if they're taking money from all these investors. Yeah,
0: that's the fraud.
1: And, and she's Saying that they have all these contracts and stuff, yeah, I would think that both, that they're accepting money fraudulently maybe counts. They possibly were moving money around to make it look like they're doing,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: they're wheeling and dealing. Um, and then who knows? Who knows? They might have been inappropriately
0: mm-hmm.
1: paying themselves or other people. But that might be more than just wire fraud. But if all they can like trace or have evidence of Mm -hmm. is the actual wire fraud, then
0: yeah, yeah. The reason I bring it up that I don't know exactly is because normally when we have cases where we can access the court records, we can see exactly what each count is referring to. Yes. So you have like you know a couple pages that'll say count one and they'll list the charge and then it'll list it'll give the scenario around the charge. I didn't have that, so I don't know exactly what they were convicted of and. And that sort of thing. But basically, I think, I mean, you know the story. Stole a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: And it's kind of a tough thing because you don't feel like, well, I don't know, maybe other people do, but I don't feel like horribly sad that a bunch of wealthy people and wealthy corporations made a really bad choice yeah. in in backing a 1920, 21-year-old Girl, because of who she was, rather than her actual education or like what you know, and the fact that she could sell herself so well. Because yeah, I I really do think she probably she has at least narcissistic tendencies. Because that's the thing: there's narcissistic tendencies or behaviors, Mm -hmm. and then there's full-on narcissistic personality disorder. Most people do not actually have the personality disorder. But that doesn't mean they don't have certain traits that are similar. So Well,
0: and like at the end of all of this, she's basically saying that like she wasn't allowed to be her real self while she was with Sunny. And now that she's with this new man, she's the real her. She's the new Liz. She goes by Liz. And she's casual now. And she talks in her normal voice and she doesn't, and she admits that she was putting on a persona when she was doing Theranos and, you know, all of this other stuff. So she knows that there were differences and she acknowledges that. She's like, I'm a changed woman. I just want to be with my kids. So I
1: don't know. I'm just reporting the facts. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, well, that's the thing is somebody that has narcissistic tendencies can change. Absolutely. Like there's, There's no treatment for narcissistic personality disorder, to my knowledge, from what I've learned about it. But somebody that just has like certain tendencies, I think if they, you know, have certain life experiences or seek some sort of counseling and treatment, Mm -hmm. like, sure, they can outgrow those or they can change. Now, would the people who they took advantage
0: of trust them? Definitely (laughs) not. Probably not. not yeah so I mean, I don't know man
1: i I will say this. I think you and the other podcasters are smart for not really talking about the abuse allegations,
0: yeah, because I, there's just not on, enough information on either. one hand,
1: I was thinking, eh, that seems like why are you just now like why is it just now coming to light? Eh. But I realized that I also had the the subconscious thought. That how would a woman who's doing all of these things that's in a way so powerful and running a company and making all these deals and demanding employees be so you know mm-hmm. how would someone like that end up in an abusive relationship but that's not true anybody no can anybody up, can and anybody, anybody can yeah, end up in I an don't, abusive relationship I don't think because that's just fair. because you're strong and confident and can do those things in your professional life doesn't mean that in your personal life you're not yeah. going to attract somebody that
0: yeah I mean I'm, I'm definitely not saying like I, I there are a lot of things that she has said about the abuse that I absolutely believe with 100% accuracy. well and I think
1: they would have had to try and kind of show some sort of proof yeah of that exactly to the court exactly in order for the judge to separate it so yeah
0: and I definitely think there's something to her being a different person now than she was then. But that's because there's a difference in 21 and 31. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I think there's just a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree that it, it's not all just, you know, bad luck or tripping upwards or failing upwards some yeah. of it has to do with some personality, you know, issues or traits that are narcissistic in nature. Well, and I she sh- does have one quote that I that I think is kind of what made me so empathetic. And she was like trying your best and failing isn't a crime. Yeah. And that's when I started to think like how much of it was just her trying and lying to get ahead and like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just so messy.
1: That's true. Growing up in a scenario where that much pressure is put on you, it is mm-hmm. not that hard to imagine that somebody who naturally would already be really hard on themselves mm-hmm. would turn to that level of desperation. So now I see what you mean by mm-hmm. by like you wanted you're like uh, I don't know yeah. I just question how would you get through those meetings? I don't with people know. if if it's probably not- drugs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I probably mean, that a lot could of drugs.
0: be. Like Xanax is definitely playing yeah. a part here. That that could be. That's true. But I don't know. I don't either.
1: I'll admit when I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe there's not a Scientology conspiracy. <laughs> I don't think Maybe
0: so.
1: Maybe she did not make the Edison box kill Steve
0: Jobs. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for getting through. I know this is a long one. Thanks for hanging in there.
1: Um, they're used to my long ones. It's okay.
0: No, but this is not my <laughs> one. And they're not used to me being long. They're used to me being short and sweet. Um, but that's because I like weird cases. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed covering this. And I hope that it's still current when you listen to it or that you wanted more information. And if you have any questions, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us reviews. We love reviews. Comment on our Instagram a computer emoji if you made it this far. And
1: I think they should comment a. Isn't there like a drop of blood? Yeah, there's
0: a drop of blood emoji. (laughs) So yeah. I think we should use that. Use either.
1: Yeah, use either. You use a drop. Oh, let's do this. Let's play a fun game. Okay. If you decide to leave an emoji, if you believe that she just (laughs) was failing and desperately lying to try and cover up, hoping that, you know, eventually everything would work, use the drop of blood, if you think that she just was a little narcissistic and didn't want to finish college and scammed everybody... Use knowing, the
0: computer. knowing that she was scamming everybody. Yeah, knowing
1: that she was scamming every like intentionally scam, Intentionally. Yeah. Yes. Then use the computer. Then use the computer. Yay. Woo. We'll see what house you're in.
0: <laughs> we'll see what house you're in. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we love you guys. We'll uh listen we'll we'll listen to you. We'll talk to you next time in the morning when we're not exhausted.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry about this. We're a little delirious. It's now. the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely delirious.
0: We're delulu. That stands (laughs) for delusional.
1: Delulu. All
0: right. It's 9 p.m. It's time for bed. It's Alicia's bedtime. Well, it's 30 minutes to Alicia's bedtime. Yep. And I got to go home. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at burdenofproofpod and email us at burdenofproofpod at gmail.com.